The QPR podcast is in association with 101greatgoals.com. For post-match Premier League press conferences, FIFA 15 videos, freestyle clips and much more, subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash 101greatgoalsyt. QPR! Hello and welcome to the QPR podcast where everything's new except the jokes, the opinions, the moans and the groans. I'm David Fraser. I'm joined by three other QPR fans here. Um, Two of the original founders of the QPR podcast. To my left, Paul Finney of Indiars. We've been promoted again, Chris. Founders this week, eh? <laughs> welcome. W- w- welcome to a wonderful new studio and new surroundings. Carry Ex- on. Exactly. More of that in a minute. And uh, from, God, where do you work these days? BT Sports, Chris Charles. Hi. And the regular, a regular contributor to our podcast from Loft for Words, Clive Whittingham. Semi-regular. Semi-regular. Got, That's how we describe it. You've got a semi it. on tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's always good for a Monday night. Um, right. If you're listening to us, you are listening to a sort of old but new version of the QPR podcast. Um, you Just to sort of tackle that at the top, as I think they say in, in radio circles, and we're in a very lovely studio tonight, which which I should say has been donated to us, or we've been given the studio time by Marketeers 4DC, so thank you to them. Um, you will have noticed we've moved, we've changed home. So we were pro- being produced by Playback Media, um, and they made our show for four years, and we have gone independent, I suppose is the best way to put it, and we're now producing the podcast under our own steam. So um, we thank Playback for everything they've done and for supporting us for four years, and we are going in our own direction. What that means, though, is all the old links, um, subscriptions, iTunes, SoundCloud, all the rest of it that you had clicked on to follow us and listen to us, you can't use anymore because we won't be there. Um, That's me, Paul, Chris and Chris who started it uh, uh, and we're starting this new thing. So let me tell you where you can follow us. We have a website at qprpod.co.uk and there has all the links for the new shows, uh, for, for the new shows, where you can go onto iTunes and SoundCloud and follow us on Twitter at QPR Pod. Does that suffice? Can That's we talk grand. about QPR yet? Are we are we uh, called QPR Podcast now? Then we're not called Open All Hours anymore. Discussion for another time <laughs> okay. off air. We haven't got the name and the divorce yet. Let's see how we go. Um, should we talk about QPR? Only you. <laughs> should we talk about QPR? Yeah, well, that's what we're here for. Okay, so it's two weeks since we did a show. Um, and in that time, we have played Sunderland away and won. Yeah. We've played Hull away and not won. We uh, Joey Barton's got sent off. The players have gone to Dubai on a training camp, and we've changed manager. Who wants to start where? Clive. Clive, start, start, from, start from your journey to Sunderland and what you were thinking that day. And tell us how it all ended in a wonderful display. Well, is there a Sunderland story, Clive? Not, not really. Just that we went up there That's for the for the 13th away game of the of the season, of which we'd lost the previous 12, and we actually managed to win one. Played really well with the players we'd been told previously weren't good enough to win away and weren't fit enough, and all the rest of it kept the ball high up the pitch, started on the front foot, scored two early goals. Leroy Fur, who's been playing on the left wing, looked absolutely fantastic in his correct position. 
Matt Phillips, who's been played out of position and then cast aside altogether, looked fantastic in his correct position. Um, a youth teamer came off the bench. It was, you know, it was, it was a magical night. What we've been crying out for for ages. I have to say, Samora's goal is one of the best I've seen in two and a half. Fantastic goal. Just amazing. I mean, that, that was proper striker's goal. And the support was amazing as well. Just as you were starting to think that they would have to take Zamora off at half-time because he'd been so poor in the first half, he was the proper weak link in the first half. He did that. <laughs> well, the thing is, I mean, it's like I, I watched it on a stream because I couldn't get up there because I had the work. And um, it, was, it was weird because all you could hear was the QPR fans all the way through it. And the belief, the more we came forward, you could hear, I don't know what it's like you were there, with the fans, the belief was raised after the first goal. The second goal, it was unbelievable the noise, considering you're surrounded by... A, a lot more Sutherland fans. Mm. Okay, it was Rangers fans, and that that was always good. But I, I thought the performance, Robert Green was superb again. That, that you can't fault anyone, can you? No. Really? The reason I didn't I didn't give Robert Green another match that night, despite the fact they made a lot of saves, was because I thought that would make it look like Sunderland had battered us and we'd been lucky, and that certainly wasn't the case. We were no, much, we were much better than Sunderland, apart from there was a little fifteen minute spell in the second half where we had a bit of a wobble. The thing with the support, I think, um, it just seemed to me that a lot of people had gone up there because they didn't want to missed the the first away win we seemed to take two or three times as many people up there as I thought we would just because people wanted to be there on the off chance it happened and it did well my friend from Dungannon made it and I didn't so I feel bad about that fair weather <laughs> you and then... Dungannon? <laughs> no you I was a joke Clive don't <laughs> carry on and then fast forward to Hull Clive in particular what 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 were the key differences or is it just the obvious uh but the obvious being down yeah. to 10 men can only hang on for so long. Because Chris Ramsey, one of the things that's impressed me is he's, he's obviously deliberately going out of his way to include everybody and be very positive. So it, it seems a shame to come away from I felt quite positive coming away from the game, even though we'd lost in the last minute for the fourth time this season, and that's obviously pretty heartbreaking. Um, happens so often, doesn't it? To rele- Yeah, to teams that get relegated, they do concede a lot in the last minute. That's what concerns me. It's things, you know, just nonsense unlucky things like that but you know if you want to take the positives from the game we dominated long spells of it with 10 men Carl Henry played really well Darnell Furlong first professional appearance played really well at right back acquitted himself well Michael Doughty came on second half and was excellent alongside Carl Henry we were still going for a win with 10 men at 1-1 Phillips played well again it just looked like we were you know we were doing so you know, those are the positives to take. We deserved at least a point, um, and we're unlucky not to get. It. What what got me about Saturday was as well is how, as a unit, we worked so much better than most away games this season. Even mm. though we lost, it, you didn't come away from there thinking, "Oh Christ, we've lost again." This is despondent. This is you came away thinking, "I can see what Ramsey's doing. I can see the setup. I can see even almost the almost like they'd come up with a plan and, tra- well, and train." Which was nice, like well, which what we should be doing. I mean. Again, corners and free kicks, we we still need to work on big time because, there's a, you know, when you're down to 10 men, you're going to get a free kick or a corner. You have to make it count. Yeah. You, you, the corners you, were really poor. On they were. Again. They were. And, and, and you, you can see, but the good thing was the support inside didn't buckle. I mean, the whole fans were ridiculously bad. I mean, you know, and it was a good... But the thing is, you know what? One thing I took away from Saturday. Getting to Hull and getting in for under 40 quid for a premiership fixture. Mm. That's not bad. And that was rewarded with a full ground. And how many coaches did we take up there? About it took 12 coaches. And I think also it was noticeable in the way and how much more positive everybody was. Yeah. Even at the end after we'd lost, there, was, there wasn't the atmosphere that I've experienced at Southampton and places like that this season. And Stoke was pretty Where bad. it just always felt like it was on the cusp of kicking off in there. Where it just it seemed that the, 
the picking of youth teamers, the you know the getting rid of Harry Redknapp and whatever does seem to have calmed everybody down, united them again. It felt really positive in the way, and despite the result. Should we talk about Barton, by the way, now? No. Well, well, I was just going to say, I, I think Chris Ramsey's uh, blend of quiet, and it seems to be feeding through to the players, and uh, also the fact Clive. You know, if, we, if we'd lost that game under Redknapp, I would have looked at the last 12, 13 fixtures and thought, well, we're definitely down. But, um, but when you get that with any new manager, with any new manager, there's optimism. So if it had been Sherwood or it had been Clement or it had been Tony Fernandez's PA, wouldn't you still, well, probably a bad example, but wouldn't you still be optimistic at this point? Well, yeah, but then you look at Sherwood's post-match press conference compared to Ramsey's, and, and, and Sherwood was, there's no positives to take out of that. He was ranting and raving, he was reverting to type words. I still think we can do this, and unlike with Redknapp, I sort of, there was a bit of... You think we dodged a bullet with Sherwood? No, well, we're not going to know till I the think, end of the season, I mean, are we? Personally, I there's think... a great Twitter account, Sorry. by the way, called The Tim Percentage. Currently at zero percent. Go on, Paul. The, the thing is with with Chris, it's, it's all we can grow with him because he's going to grow into a manager, and the team and the club can grow with each other. Mm. So with him, there's hope. It, even if the horribleness happens, we go down again. You can see if they keep him on, you can build something. But they've got the tr- thing is, whatever happens, the club, the board have got to be brave. And they've got to have a plan, stick to it, and not come off course. The trouble is, we, we seem to go with the wind too much, and then have too many knee-jerk reactions. Who, who do we think? The, the pun about who do we think the dream manager was? Tony Fernandez's tweet. Paul Clement. That's kind of what. Loudrop. Yeah, I, I, go I don't. Say, I don't think it was Loudrop. I think they were close to getting Loudrop. Very close. I think when he said it'll take time, that that suggested to me that that fitted in with what Clement had said about he'd be really keen to take the job, but not in the middle of a season. Mm. But then, which may mm. still happen. But then, what do you do then, Clive? If if Chris Ramsey keeps taking the club up and getting the positivity, you can't then turn well, you with Ramsey, giving the job, yeah, giving the job. It's a difficult one because you, I guess that's what he's saying. We've Fernandez, got to be stable, isn't he? He's saying he, he he's, I think he's basically said Ramsey isn't the dream one, the one he referred to as a dream, but it's his to lose now. But who, did, to who, who told Tony Fernandez about Clement? I mean, I, I can't imagine that he, Clement, has been on uh, his radar for Twitter. Well, time. he, he no, was mentioned say, in the papers from early on. It was there was three. It was a three horse race, yeah. apparently. Yeah, but there is a. I know what I know what you're suggesting. That it's the same reason that Mark Warburton suddenly got linked is because lots of people on Twitter are saying these names. So Tony Fernandez says these names. Mm. There is there is that perception. I don't think that's unfair. Mm. Okay. Um, our first ever Twitter comment I'll read out on, on our new podcast, Sebastian Garcia, who's a QPR fan and journalist right in Argentina, um, backing Thanks, Ramsey and the team, brackets except for Captain Joey, the whole way. Hopefully there's time to revert or reverse the Harry effect and stay up. Um, should we talk about Barton? If you want to talk about that, it's, if, we, if we don't stay up, that will be interesting because it's easy to say all this about the direction we're taking and how wonderful Chris Ramsey is and whatever after one win at Sunderland, we might lose the next five games. <laughs> yeah. So how wonderful will Chris Ramsey be? If you're going to do it, you've really got to commit to it. And if we go down, you've still got to commit to it. If that, you know, we change so often, like but Paul says. What he does behind the scenes, is, exactly what he does behind the scenes as well is going to be important. How you connect, say, two youth team players, Furlong was absolutely superb on Saturday. Every yeah, minute he, he was getting really better well. and better. I mean... You talk about Barton. After hearing for years that we, we ain't got any good youth team players. They're not good enough. They're not good enough. I put them in the team if they were good enough. They're not good enough. To be fair, though, the youth team results, <laughs> we'd back that up because the youth team results have been awful. But the yeah, thing but about- you, the only 
I saw someone say recently, I can't remember who it was, I think it might have been Tim Sherwood, the only team's results that matter at a club are the first team. Exactly. They're the, the only team that has to win. the thing is, is if you keep, the results weren't good, they, they weren't done properly, and I think by putting Furlong in, by putting Dardy in, other kids now can look at that, and that will improve their mm. game. So this will have a ripple all the way down. But you've got to commit to it. Yeah, exactly. If we get relegated, there's no use changing again and going out for some manager that's going to come in and say, I want to buy 10 players. Yeah, that's just, the same But they were never going to get a game on the Red Nut, were they? they were no, absolutely, absolutely, they were going to get a game. absolutely not. Red Nut would have played someone else at right back on Saturday, which wouldn't have worked. Oh, so no, well. I think he probably would have put Sean Wright Phillips at right back on Saturday. Mm. But he probably would have put me, me or you but or it's, I noticed in Tony Fernandez's interviews last week... <laughs> <Chris, laughs> uh, not Chris. The the, um, <laughs> the the sort of the snide comments about Redknapp were starting to emerge, just as the snide comments about Hughes started to emerge, and that's very very easy once somebody has gone. Mm. At the end of the day, he could have sat Redknapp after the West Ham away game. He could have parted company with Redknapp after the Burnley away game, and he actually came out and did the opposite. And now he's gone. He's st- it's almost like he's trying to curry favour by making snide comments, and that's really easy to do after somebody's it. You backed him. He could have, you know, I put, you could have made an argument that he should have gone after the playoff final. You know, you did your job. You were talking about retiring off to the golf course or whatever in his post-match interviews. He should maybe he should have gone then. But we're going to come back to the second. Let's if he go was, back to, if he was a week before the World Cup finals, managing England, he would, he, his knee wouldn't have hurt him, would it? Do you Never World mind. Cup? If he'd signed Crouch and Defoe in January, his knee wouldn't have hurt. Yeah. So can I ask what the World Cup finals things is? Being no Irish, I have no idea of these things. It's like the FA Cup fourth round. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was playing. I'm going back to Barton on Saturday. I mean. I've argued, there's been some people on Twitter who think it wasn't a red card. I think that's a red card all day long no, because I've never seen anything so ridiculous Hang on, in my if life. it's hand to ball, it's a red card, isn't it? <laughs> oh, very good. You be watching it all <laughs> You need to stop this. Um, <laughs> the thing is, it was ridiculous to see. He was, the, me, and, me and Clive and probably just discussing this, and Clive made a good point. He was doing the right thing by protecting Furlong. There's no, because the whole players are brilliant. Um, Steve Bruce, Alex Bruce, was, um, son, sorry, was behind him. And he was really trying to get a 19 year old on his debut sent off. That's disgraceful for any professional player to be doing. He's a kid. And they surround him like a pack of wolves. And he was right to, well, I should say pack of tigers, never mind. Um, and the thing is, he was right to defend the young lad, but he did it in completely the wrong way, which doesn't help anyone. Again, mm. Joey, just like. To protect the player by all. I mean, Clint Hill's fierce to me. If you want a reaction, you yeah, look at Clint yeah, Hill. Yeah. That's I said it all. It was kind of. When, I can't believe he's done it again, wasn't it? Well, That's even Charlie Austin has uh, come out. I, I don't, I'm not quite sure where. Charlie's these... dismissed that story as rubbish. Has he? Yeah. What, what, okay. what are we talking yeah. about? For the benefit of people There's who don't know what you're talking really about. Feel. Well, yeah, there was a story. There, but he was. There was. There was direct quotes, as far as I know. It's kind of cost us the game. He's the villain, and rightly so for getting sent off. He's got to deal with it. Charlie's disowned him. He yeah, no, I know. I'm just. I'm Sorry. just. Just saying what he. What he's disowned. Um, uh, he's going to miss the next three games, and he's an important player for us. He's our captain. He's just held his hands up and said, "Sorry." There's only so many times you can. That's the main thing. And to he be, said he didn't say that. But to be fair, if if it said it was written in the Daily Mail, I'd put sun cream on. <laughs> Uh, and did Joey say something odd today on Twitter? I saw he quoted someone, didn't he? Um, George Bernard Shaw, I think it was. Right. The weirdest thing, not the well, one of the weird things about all that was when Tom Huddleston said he did the sort of thing that happens dozens of times a week on a training ground. Yeah, but you played. Have you played to the league football? Yeah. Have you played to the league football? Yeah. Have you played to the league football club or football? No, any, I, any I, no. Honestly, when I've played football, no one has ever flicked my balls. 
Oh, okay, I'm always in the wrong side. <laughs> it must be my attractive potato-looking look, like head. Um, no, well, it, it, listen, it happens. It's not normal, Paul. I, I don't. I, I agree with you. It's not normal, but people do. And people will walk around and do stupid things, but you don't do it one foot away from referee in such a, a high-tension game. The thing is, there's a habit that's happening now, isn't there? There's Man City. Leicester that you point out as well. Leicester last year. I still maintain and, that Tevez oh. should have got sent off at Man City. Oh, please. Oh, never mind. He should have done. Um, but anyway, okay, look, carry on. If you want me to have a run at this... That That's mine. No, 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 no. Let's move on. Let's move on. Look, from Man City, you can have a run at Barter. Go on. Massive games for this club. Norwich at home. Sent off in the first half for headbutting someone under minimal provocation. And you can argue, Murray didn't really headbutt him. You know, excuses, excuses, excuses. Man City, he was provoked. He chinned the guy. Excuses, excuses, he was provoked. Tevez should be sent off. Leicester last year, big promotion game, sent off. This weekend, massive, massive match. And having watched the second half, I don't think there's any way we would have lost that with 11 men. Sent off again. The disrespect that he shows to our football club over and over again, and he's forgiven by QPR fans over and over again, is absolutely amazing. We have driven better players than him out of this club for much over and over and over again. So, Clive, on Twitter, we've got a comment from Dieter Stanko. Should Barton ever play for QPR again? Well, the injuries and whatever we've got, we may need to play him before the end of the season, but if they go anywhere close to renewing his contract in the summer, they need to have a long, hard look. It's not up in the summer, is it? It is, yeah. yeah. No, it's up in the summer. Um, Well, certainly if they renew it on anything like the money he's on now, well, yeah, I don't think that's a possibility. No. But, you know, who else would have him other than some mental home or poetry class? <laughs> um, that's, that's a home for people who are very ill. Someone will have him. He did say, as as uh, this is his quote, as one of the tallest trees, you catch the most wind. Bollocks! Uh, by which if you punch someone in the bollocks no, during I'm... a match, you <laughs> catch. You know, you yeah, get yeah. sent off. It's nothing to yeah. do with tall trees and catching wind. Yeah. There's a song by the specials about that. Bollocks to it all. Well, look, yeah. Yeah. Um, at least Sandro's on the way back, fun. and he's yeah, not showing he's any that. signs of getting sent off. Oh, yes, he did today. For, for, the, for holding a Bristol City youth player up work, by the throat. Um, we were having this conversation. Sorry, you two weren't in the pub, but we have this conversation. Because some people say it counts, and some people say it doesn't count. Clive? So he got sent off for the under-21s today, Sandro. For taking a mean? Bristol City youth player by the throat, apparently. Well, you know. He looked like Peter, uh, perfect Peter off Horrid so, Henry so, for anyone so who's got kids. So, so what, yeah. does, what does that mean? As far as I understand it, if you get sent off for the club at any level, you are suspended for for violent conduct, which is what it's been mm. sent off for. This may be complete nonsense. You're suspended for three matches for the level that you were sent off at and above. Right. So he was sent off for the EDS team today. So if the EDS play three games between now and Arsenal, he can play against Arsenal. If the EDS play two games between now and Arsenal, he's suspended for those two and Arsenal. That's how okay. I understand it. So basically, we need a lot of friendly. So basically, so start arranging some EDS games. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it Is doesn't it? work the other way around. So if someone gets sent off in the first team and you play three EDS games, that doesn't yeah. count. It's the level you were at and up. Is there some sort of competition going on for who can get the most stupid red card? I mean, it's, it's like a play group on a dodgy housing estate, our squad. Isn't and again, it? this you, was you turn your back for a minute, and there's somebody misbehaving or doing something. And this ridiculous. was in the 90th minute or something ridiculous, wasn't it? I grew up with them dodgy hosts of estates. I never did anything wrong. <laughs> no, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> very sure. <laughs> yeah. Chris, I'm looking at your piece of paper. 
your notes. Thanks. Yeah, and I can that. see that you've listed all our remaining fixtures. I have, yeah. Was this for a, a special treat and surprise in the R's end? Well, or was it, it was something you'd like to talk about now? Not particularly. It was, it was basically because it was like wham. Yeah, there's a lot of um, a lot of people who said we're already down, and and you know, I admit it's it's not looking it's not looking great. But I just looked at these. I mean, we're the still next... not in the bottom three. No, well, not still, but we are not in the bottom. And the three, three teams below us, and one of them are just ahead of us, is. Our poor teams playing poorly, but yeah. we we haven't Although, got a great. two games are Arsenal and Spurs. Yeah, but yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. We haven't got a, we haven't got the a brand Spurs at home, Palace away. That's three London derbies in a row. It's going to be some sort of record. And Everton at home. Now, I think if we get six points out of those four, then we're still on track. And I don't mm. think that is if you good if luck you, with that. If you well, I don't know. I think it depends on the Sandro incident because if we haven't got Sandro, then who do we play in midfield? Mm. Yeah, but I like Ramsey's attitude to that. Which is well, we, you know, there are midfielders at the. Doherty, we're stay. not short of midfielders, are we? Well, Doherty can step up the plate. It's a chance. Listen, I think Spurs are beatable. Well, but I it, think Real it shows how crucial Henry is now. The next yeah, half a dozen games, that. isn't it? I've seen. Well, I've seen all of those teams on that list in the next four games have really poor games this year. Mm. So no, you know, the Premier League's not. And, and, be all and, and we all. did, in our final six games of the first Premier League season, we did have Arsenal and Spurs at yeah. home and took maximum points off them. Yeah, and I Liverpool. Mean, and Liverpool. But what I'm saying, we don't need to take maximum points of Arsenal and Spurs. If we take maximum points, if we take, Palace. if we win two of Palace, Everton, Spurs and Arsenal, then, then we're still right in the mix. And well, we only think... won one of, Sunderland was our first win in about 10 games, well, yeah. it? it still lifted us out the bottom but, three. Yeah. Is, the game to me yeah. this, this springs out massively is a West Brom game. Yeah, that's which huge. is the following one after that's, that. Yeah, that's a huge game. We've got if, to beat Everton at home, I think. Yeah, no, if, really we, if, we can, yeah. if we can beat Everton at home and get a result there and go to West Brom and pick a point up, that'll be massive because then then everything else comes into play. By the way, Chelsea 5.30 on a Saturday. Good. It, it, really? Yeah. No, only if they Yeah, no, beat, I know that only if, if they beat, beat, which, which they will. Good. Which they will. You thought you were scared taking the corners before. You ain't seen nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Mourinho, Mourinho will have enough to fill a winch bucket for a month when he comes off the road because he will get slaughtered. Good. Well, I didn't say it was bad. I'm just saying, and I think for 5.30 on Saturday, that's going to be... We've got more chance of beating them at 5.30 on a Saturday think, than, than 1.30 that. on a Sunday. Yeah, OK. Yeah. How, so? how many points do we need to stay up, though? More than the team that finishes below us. Well, if it's somewhere between 35 and 38, then we need, what are we on, 22? Mm -hmm. I look to Clive for these matters. 13 to 15 points. 13. It's going to be low this year. Just four wins and a draw. So we've got (laughs) West Ham at home. We've got Newcastle at home. We've got Everton at home, which are three of those. Three big games. Three big games. That's nine points if we win those. Then we've got a scrat around for five or six. But then you can look at West Brom and Villa as your bonus games. Yeah. Don't use that term. (laughs) I thought we'd got rid of that with saggy chops. Oh, no, Mm. not like that. What I'm saying is that then if you can go to Villa and and West Brom, pick something up and try and build on the road. We're not going to stay up if we keep losing away games, no matter how you look at it. We've got got to start picking things up. And they're the two games, I think, that we can look at and say, right, whatever happens, as long as we pick something from these two games, we've got a hell of a chance. If we carry on losing them games, we're going to be down. Leicester as well, last day. That's going to be mad, isn't it? Well, it depends, isn't it? Yeah, because our final running, we've got four, uh, we've got Liverpool away, City away, Newcastle home, Leicester away. Uh, The Um, the City have got enough to play for there by then, they've won the league by then. Let's hope so. Mm. Otherwise, we're doomed. <laughs> um, Dubai. It's nice, apparently. Yeah, I believe I've so. I've never been there. Have you actually now, been there? I have. I, I thought think you were. I have been the there once. Who, Clive, have you been there? No. 
I, I didn't like it, actually, but that's probably for the Dubai travel podcast, not this one. Okay, I've never um, been there. I don't know what the crack is. Uh, it's like sort of Vegas, but without too much alcohol at I was going to say, you can't get day. a drink there. No it, it, it's like a bit of an adult Vegas, I would say. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. It's, it's Vegas without the debauchery. Let's move off the actual <laughs> attractions of Dubai or Las Vegas or anywhere else. Do you think Dubai else? is a good place to go when you're kind of facing a relegation battle? Does it seem like a... Because I've seen some people talk... I, I'm not having the last time we went to Dubai, we got relegated. The last time we went to Dubai, we came back and won two games straight. And then got relegated. Yeah, we still won two games. That would be a big... You know, come yeah, back and do true. that. I think having Jisung Park and idiots like that kicking around had more to do with us getting relegated than taking them off to Dubai for a... a it was a piss-up, basically. Wasn't yeah. It? Apparently... I think as long as we come back in good time, I don't know when we're scheduled to come back, because, I mean, Man City went there recently and, and got, got back the day before their FA Cup game against Middlesbrough and Julie got turned over. I mean, that would be my only concern. Five days, I think. Five days and we is play it? Arsenal week Wednesday. OK. Yeah, they come back next Saturday. Which is fine, because then... But it just seems some people on Twitter are saying, "Is it? Is it seem like a reward for failure?" I don't really have an opinion on this. I just think, well, I don't know what we could do in Dubai that we can't do in in, in Hollington. I don't know. Warm weather, training ground, waterlogged, all that kind of stuff, don't they? So they can I get suppose. Time. Look, I suppose it is an opportunity for them to spend more time together, isn't there? And team spirit and team bonding is important in football. Okay. And they're, you know, if they're training in Harlington, they come in at ten, train for a couple of hours, go home. Uh, whereas they're all in the same environment for seven days. You can do it in Skagness. <laughs> you, can. you can't. <laughs> I've been to the Butlers in Skagness. Trust me, you don't want to leave that place unless you've got a whole load of weed. I think in this instance, I think it is the, the right decision. I, okay. I, don't, I don't see... I mean, and, and, unless, you know... I think it's just the location, isn't it? It's sort of a byword for excess and yeah. pamperedness and all that sort of thing. That fits us very well, then. Yeah. <laughs> but again, with Ramsey at the helm, I don't know. I, I, I think if that had happened under Redknapp, after, you know, if we'd lost our last game after, under Redknapp, I'd have had a different view on it. But at the moment, it's, it seems like we are moving in the right direction. Whether it's enough to save the season is another matter altogether. But I think as well, if he's taken the young players as well, um, you know, which I assume... I, I, I hear he's leaving Sandro behind, wasn't he, to get yeah, some game time? That's ironically. worked really well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Hoyle, they're leaving behind, presumably, to again, to... Because of to do a few step overs with yeah. no, no end product. Has Sean Ray Phillips gone then? Um, so I feel sorry for Sean because no one actually knows where he is on the Saturdays. He's on the bench at the moment. I can know, but you can't really see him, can you? Pretty little fella. Well, he played in our only away win of the season. He did actually. Did you know what? He done well when he came on. In all fairness to him, he done. But Matty Phillips, I think, has come out of the shadows much better. I would like to show Matty Phillips. I'd like Hall great cross for that guy. No, but what he's doing is he's he's actually showing that he had the talent. He had the ability. He just did some games under his belt to get back in the swing of things. They need to keep things really basic. But Ray, could Sean Wright Phillips take do the your fullback on, get to the byline, deliver a cross, or take your fullback on, deliver the? He's spoken about he's. They've been working on these three different areas that he's going to cross from and things like this, and suddenly he looks a good player. Who would have thought? It? <laughs> so could Sean Wright Phillips do the same thing? Could Hoyle do the same thing? Hoylet, yes. Sean Wright Sean Phillips, Phillips fits no. the glue factory. I think the problem with Thanks. Sean Wright Phillips's problem is he is tiny and he built his whole career and reputation on pace. And when you lose Roughly that, bullion. when you lose that through just basically getting a bit older, he's so easy to knock off the ball now that he's ineffective. I think that's probably the problem. And he's been in him. semi-retirement for three years. Just before we get onto the R's end. I wanted to ask, is anybody... Yeah, we've been going half an hour already. Is he anti or not sure or 
has questions about Ramsey because it seems to can't find anything but overwhelming positivity. This press conference is so much better because he answers every question truthfully and honestly. He looks everyone in the eye. He gets on with it. There's no excuses. He'll deal with it. I think one of the first things he said was, we just got to finish above that line, which is very oh. simple. But so people will identify that. I stand Grant. Carry on. I don't know anything about him, as in his background. I know he's at Spurs, but did he play? Yeah, played for, he played well. fullback for Brighton, managed England under-20s, scouted for England full team, coached England at youth level, won a, one of the lower divisions in America as a manager. Okay. He's coached. He's been a coach. Yeah, but Tim Sherwood managed for twenty six games. Yeah, great win percentage. In a percent. Great win percentage. I heard from from say, Tim himself. He doesn't like to talk about it. Um, <laughs> right, ours end. Are you going to talk about Chelsea? I thought you might. Well, we'll uh, do that. Well, just thought it might be your opportunity. Well, to because about he, them. The, the, everyone's realised that we do for years. They're a bunch of shouts. <sighs> well, nah, I mean to be, to be fair, look. You're talking about the training tonight, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah, okay. Well, that was outrageously wrong. They should be banged up and jailed and fined and dealt with by the law. That's got nothing to do with football. That's just a bunch of pricks who are just being arseholes. Or give him the captain's armband. Well, this is this is the problem Chelsea have, and they've had it for quite a while. They backed Terry to the hilt in a case, and all their fans were singing um, to Anton Ferdinand. And yeah. it wasn't anything well, yeah, to do yeah. other than race. We know what you are. And their fans enter and say, oh, we're shocked by this racism. You were all singing about Anton Ferdinand a couple of years ago, so, it, and you and you and you're like leader legend and all that malarkey. When he clearly made an outrageous comment that he should have been punished for, and Chelsea Football Club should have punished him for it, and then we never heard of it again. As it is, hey, so all their fans have got to do is turn around and say it was a context, my lord. Mm. Okay. Scum. Okay. Can I talk so. about that? <laughs> Just me. Chris? Well, no, uh, I'm, I'm 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 with you, and I, I think. Um, you know, okay, you, you, you can't say it's all Chelsea fans, of but not. I mean, I we, we've, we've known for years that, that, that you know that they're, they're links to all these far right organisations back in the the seventies and the eighties. I mean, it's always bubbled under the surface, and mm. you know, it's just that they got caught on camera this time. Um, and uh, there was also another incident a, a couple of days ago with the West Ham fans as well, anti-Semitic songs. I yeah. think so. I mean, it's not just Chelsea, um, no, of and it is, not. is something that needs to be. Stamped out, but um, you know maybe this is going to help sort it out. I hope so because um, you know it's it, yeah it, you, you can't obviously the, even the most staunch Chelsea fan surely couldn't defend that apart from that idiot on Twitter who uh, went on the radio and then who said we were singing it about John Terry. Oh well, that's all right. So then. that's all yeah. right. Um, we won't talk about it, but if you didn't see that UKIP documentary last night. Did you oh, see no, it? No, you no. got to see it. It's it outrageous. Let's not talk about it here. We're, we're politically non. Supporter of anyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she really was nuts. <laughs> crazy. Right, ours end. Uh, anything we haven't talked about you would like to talk about? Uh, Chris. Yes. Um, David. We've taken the ours end with us. Yeah. We've got the ours end yeah, on the yeah, divorce. He's never raised a finger before. That was very yeah. good. He was like school I just felt the need remember that to... Time? I actually went to school. Paul, do you remember that time when we had Joey Parton in and I held my pencil up to you? Uh, like as in just hold on a minute and then you didn't talk to me for three weeks I broke <laughs> do you remember <laughs> <laughs> I didn't broke your pencil as well and threw it back at you yeah. well I also in that podcast said so Joe said, back to QPR hang on I haven't finished it Oops, right, sorry. Yeah, talking about I've got to get this off no, my chest no I don't chest. remember that yeah. don't um, David yeah. outrageous um, I was going to say new captain or certainly standing captain for the next three games um, 
who's it going to be? I mean, Clint Hill's the obvious choice, but but clearly he's not playing at the moment. Um, people have made a case for Rob Green. Um, I'm not not particularly a fan of keepers as captains myself. No, Pat um, was good. Um, what do you want in a captain? Well, it's you, symbolic, really, isn't it? Yeah, a big white beard and fish fingers. Well, then, if it's sim- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mind, mindless violence, abdicating responsibility via the Twitter, if it's, that sort of thing. Yeah, if quoting it's, from Nisha. Yeah. yeah. So I, I haven't thought about this short. before, but seeing as you said it, if your captain is symbolic of somebody who kind of gives a hundred percent, sets an example to the team, is going to play every week. Carl Henry. Then it's Carl Henry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's Carl it's, Henry. Yeah, it's, it is now. Yeah. That was my. That was. That it was will my... be Rio Ferdinand though. Not necessarily. No, it will be. It would have been with. It'd be real. Is it? It'd be Rio Ferdinand. I'm telling you. I how did, how did Ferdinand, I didn't see the whole game on Saturday, incidentally. Sorry, I know, but, but uh, how did Rio Ferdinand play? How Reasonably. Did right? yeah. Yeah. I mean, Corker had a nightmare for yeah. first half an hour, so yeah. Fer- Ferdinand did well to, to carry him through that. He's, and he was good at Sunderland as well, to be yeah. fair. To be fair to Ferdinand. Know, not not he, his biggest fan, but a couple he, of good games. You make a good point, though. He actually was supporting Corker all the way through that first half. Well, he needed it. it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, even, even when Corker made that horrendous mistake, it was Ferdinand was slapping him. Get it out of your mind, get on with it, do yeah. it. So maybe he's your captain. What do we think about Corker? Apart from that, he, he, he was okay. I and, thought he'd been playing well up until Burnley. He had a bad game at Burnley and basically got thrown under the bus by Redknapp as he as he mm-hmm. was prone to do. Yeah, that's true. And um, hasn't played well since. Playing well and playing England international multi-million pound defender Marky signing well. No, no. But you know, not playing in a particularly good team that's under pressure quite a lot of the time. But I like I like Colgate. I mean, just just to sort of go back to Chris's point, there is really only two contenders for the captain, isn't there? Green and Henry. I suppose there is. Well, for that's the, interesting. I think one. I, 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 would, I would actually throw someone into the, the ring and say Charlie Austin. Why not? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, he conducts himself well. Let's get and Saranta's captain again. It works all right the first the, time. The, 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 I, I love, think I love, they, you know the, the the captain thing is not. As important, I don't see a lot's made of it in British football that isn't made of it elsewhere. But yeah. I do think having Jerry Barton as your captain, particularly after Saturday, completely just sends out everything that we were and and apparently don't want to be anymore. When you're talking about protecting a youth teamer, protecting him by leaving him to play in his first ever professional game for an hour men. in a team with ten men, I'm sure he was delighted. I'm no, sure, I'm sure Furlong was delighted to receive that protection. <laughs> I agree. I get, you know. Um, pushed him off down the river with no paddle. But by the way, but, but sorry, Gilbert, we haven't talked about it. I thought um, Austin School celebration in Saudi was yeah, hilarious. Brilliant. I mean, that, that that was brilliant. You know, pointing at the knee. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, mean, very funny. It was good. And no, I I, I, I like I like Charlie a lot. I have no reason to say that, but I do like him a lot. And um, I, I, <laughs> do you want to rephrase I, that, Paul? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because what he's doing, and he, and he emphasises, and he's he's, he's a trier. Is it nothing to do with the fact that he's getting married and you're trying to get the flower contract. <laughs> oh. I thought the flower contract was nailed down. <laughs> you, you, you can ask that question. I can't possibly answer it. I'll see them when they get married. Um, but um, the thing is, he does try hard, and he, he is he is. So yeah, you're right. Henry would be a good captain. Green would be an excellent captain as well. But maybe he doesn't shout enough sometimes. But Charlie Austin for me would be an excellent. Yeah, captain. no, why not? Why not? Clive, your R's end. Oh, we, that on the uh, on the Ramsey uh, situation. I'll, I'll just I'll be interested to see what happens with a, with a couple of defeats because um, we you know we've we've lost two and, and won one and the club are very good at latching onto any little positive and, and spinning it really well and every 
I wonder if this sort of love-in at the moment is more to do with the fact that we were so sick of the way that Redknapp was going about both managing the team and handling the club. It just seems at the moment that it's nice to have somebody that's representing the club well, who speaks mm. well and you know is, is sensible and is actually planning for matches and things. It'd be interesting to see how it goes if we keep losing. Whether Because like I say, if this is the strategy we're going to go along... We need to stick with it. And he's got two good needs. But one thing, uh, my eyes in this show, sorry, I haven't done it yet. I'll do it very quickly. Is to thank everyone <laughs> who listened to the last podcast and who's listened to this one and who's still supporting us. Thank you so much. We're going to need your help over the next few weeks to get through the season. <laughs> um, we're all in this together. It's hard. It's going to be difficult. It's, it's hard. Um, tough, and, um, it's tough. You know, our knees might not last out unless you help us. And, um, you could be our crutches as we carry on. You can be our blimey, blimey. We've got niche um, shows just walked into the For studio. my R's end, I was going to raise Hello. Phil Beard. Oh. Phil Beard, chief executive, MD, I don't know what he is. Man, you know, a, a principal um, of the club in terms of the administration has gone. Do we care? Does it matter? Significant, not it significant? Bye, Phil. <laughs> yeah, see ya. Okay. Well, it's, I think it... It could be significant given that presumably the main reason he was in was to oversee this whole new stadium project. And mm. I don't know, is that a sign that, that things maybe won't be happening as quickly as they hope? They seem to think that Mark Donnelly's overseeing the, the training ground and, this, and the, oh, what, dear, whatever's it. happening with the, the stadium at the moment. So, you know, strap yourselves in. What was Phil Beard's role then? Attending events in a nice suit, getting on the BBC cameras on Sports Personality of the Year, spending lots of money, earning lots of money, driving around in the flash car. To be nice to Philip, you would say he was there a lot. To be rude about him, you would say that he wasn't very good at the football side of being a CEO, which I don't think he is. Oh, that's right. So, it did, so are we saying he got the hump when kind of the football bits of his job were taken away from him? I is think that, is that what's I behind think they've, it? They've mutually put out the idea that he's resigned because... His job was changing, i.e. Uh, yeah, and hopefully um, give it to somebody else. So he's, well, it's you know, Les, isn't it? Well, the football side's going to fit, but so yeah, he's, he's still you the know, CEO. He'll probably spin it that he got the hump and resigned, and will spin it that he was useless and he was. Sad. If they want someone to bring in a training ground and a new ground, I would say have a chat with Mark Devlin at Brentford. He's done quite a good job there. And, I, would have, um, I would have thought his name will be thrown into the ring. Just if it hasn't I can't, I've got a declared interest. I've known Mark for a hell of a lot of years, and. Um, I'm not going to hide behind that, but I do think he'd do a good job at QPR. Again. I don't know Mark at all, but there's a club down the road with much fewer resources than QPR mm. doing a hell of a lot better in the things that yeah. we want to do well in, i.e. academy training ground. Although potentially have a more mental chairman. Not, nece- not necessarily. The mental chairman <laughs> owns a club in Denmark, which is six points clear at the top of the Danish league, operating the same system that he wants to bring in at Brentford. So maybe he's not that mad. Well, time will tell. I've told you, David. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and really I shouldn't. Talk- I shouldn't. I shouldn't say mental. That's a bit. That's a bit. Bit rude. But you know what I was getting at. We yeah. reserve that for our captain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, just to complete my R's end, I actually just wanted to say a few thank yous as far as the podcast is concerned because um, it has actually taken a fair amount of work to get to this point where we've got a new podcast, new Twitter, new website. Um, Thank you to my brother Richard, who's really helped us out with all the SoundCloud and the iTunes and the website and all that stuff. Um, 
Thank you, Charlie Ashcroft, who's kind of really helped us understand what we need to do. Thank you to all the fans groups, all the other fans sites groups, including yours, Clive, have been absolutely brilliant helping spread the word. Thank you to everybody who and thank you to everybody who has listened to us who's moved over to our new Twitter. So just to reemphasize, we are now on at QPR Pod on Twitter. You can find us under the new QPR podcast at Facebook and go to qprpod.co.uk to get all our links. Now, don't know if we're going to do a show before... We haven't worked out when our next show is going to be. We're kind of going to be a bit like this for a few weeks. Whether we do it on next Monday before we play again, before Arsenal and Spurs, or whether we do it sort of at the end of next week or not, after the Arsenal game. Let's do a prediction anyway, and then we can always do another one next week. So to finish us off, how are we going to do against Arsenal? Remember, three out of the four of us predicted a defeat against Sunderland and we won. I said we so we should carry on with that. So <laughs> I will start by saying we are going to get beat 1-0 at home to Arsenal. Clive? I think we're going to beat one of Arsenal or Tottenham. Tottenham have got a horrible two weeks. They didn't play well yesterday, West Ham. They've mm-hmm. got Fiorentina away Thursday, League Cup final Sunday, a game Wednesday, and then us. So maybe it'll be them. I don't think we'll lose both games. Mm. I think we're going to concede a 97-minute <laughs> goal. Oh. <laughs> but we'll already be 2-0 up, so it won't matter. Oh, I like that. And I, Paul? I think we'll beat Arsenal, we'll beat Spurs, <laughs> and we'll draw Palace. <laughs> that would be so QPR. Beat Arsenal, beat Spurs, draw Palace, so yeah. seven points from nine. Yeah. That'll do for me. Yeah. Thank you for I'll listening. This has been the QPR podcast. QPR. QPR. Rangers are on the up. Yeah.